thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today on this episode of the Transform Podcast. Again, I'm grateful for the opportunity that's been afforded to all of us today to gather together and study the Bible through this avenue of podcasting. I hope that you are excited. I hope you're excited every time the Bible's opened, um, because as you and I know, there are always truths and always wisdom that we can gain every single time we open up the Bible and we study from it. And I hope that you're looking forward to our time together today. I hope it's beneficial to you uh, as it has been to me in my study, and I hope that we can all grow together. Don't forget, if you have any questions or any concerns that you would like to share with us, please reach out. Everyone here at Scattered Abroad will do our best to give you a biblical answer to your question. Also, please remember to give us a rating or a view on whatever platform it is that you use, and that certainly would be beneficial to us as well. Once again, <clears throat> we are in the midst of season two of the Transform podcast, and we're looking at this theme and this idea this season of being transformed into, and specifically, we're talking about being transformed into a person of faith, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 11, we are looking at the individuals that are mentioned there, and we're looking at their lives, and why they're mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, and why it's so important for us as Christians today uh, to remember them, and to, to study them, to see how we can apply those things to our lives, and to help us do that is Benjamin McDonald, so I just called you Benjamin, is that okay? <laughs> oh man, but I appreciate it, and thanks for having me. Oh awesome, I'm glad you're here, glad we can do this study together. The person we're going to talk about in this study um, is Moses. And there is a ton mentioned here on Moses. I think there's more mentioned on Moses here than any other character um, in Hebrews chapter 11. And so what I want to do is we obviously don't really have time to read it and to dive deep down into every single verse. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to reference the verse and then we're going to mention a couple things about each verse. And we're just going to go through until we get through um, all seven of these verses here that are mentioned about Moses. So the first one is in Hebrews chapter 11. You look at verse 23. In Hebrews 11:23, the Bible talks about Moses' birth. Uh, he was hidden in that brush um, because Pharaoh was killing all the baby boys. You can read about that in Exodus chapter one verses or Exodus chapter one and chapter two. And this right here shows us the faithfulness of his parents. And I think it's in- important for us to point this out that in Exodus chapter one and verse twenty-two, the Bible says. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born, uh, you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. And yet, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23, the Bible tells us, uh, talking about his parents, it says, And they were not afraid of the king's command. And I, what, a le- what a lesson for us today, that the parents of Moses were not afraid of the higher powers and, and for doing what they needed to do in order to be faithful to God and to do what God would have them to do. They didn't care. It didn't, it didn't matter um, that the, that Pharaoh was, was killing all the baby boys or that they might get in trouble for doing what they did. All that mattered to them was obeying God and doing what they needed to do regardless of what was going on around them. And so what a lesson for us uh, today as well. He jumped to verse 24 of Hebrews chapter 11. It's now no longer talking about the faith of his parents, but now it's talking about his own faith, talking about Moses' faith uh, that they had helped instill within him. Now, if you go on kind of in a timeline, you can go to Acts chapter 7 and verse 23. This tells us that Moses was about 40 years old when he fled Egypt. 
So it seems to me, at least at this time, that this is about the time that he's refusing to be called, uh, you know the phrase, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Um, Moses is mature. He has come of age. His faith is his own. Um, he is choosing to be faithful to God and serve him. And I think that's so important for us to know that we can't rely on our parents' faith. And I tell that to our parent, or to our kids <clears throat> um, all the time in class and in youth events and, and different things like that. Your faith must be your own. You can't rely on your parents. You can't rely on your grandparents. You can't rely on your friends or whoever it is. Your faith must be your own because when you go out and you become an adult and you live on your own, if you're relying on everybody else's faith, when you move out on your own, there's no more faith there for you. And so you have to make sure that your foundation is your own faith. Now, there's a lot of speculation, and many say and many believe that Moses was probably in line to be Pharaoh over Egypt. We don't necessarily know if that's true or not, but he certainly could have at least had some kind of life of pleasure and power. But instead of that, what did he do? Well, we know that he chose to serve God faithfully in the wilderness, um, and it didn't matter what he was going to receive in Egypt. So the question for us is, do we at times choose pleasure over wandering in the wilderness? And I know I'm kind of using some different phrases there, but in the sense that do we choose to serve the world over choosing to serve God, which might bring about more difficult times than if we cho chose to live for the world? Because you see, living for the world is easy, isn't it? Living for the world and doing what we want to do is the easiest thing to do in life because it means that we can live however we want. We don't have to make the tough choices in life, but when we live for God, when we abide by his word, it means that there are choices that we have to make, that we have to say no to some things in life. And that's a choice that we have to be willing to make if we want to be faithful to God. If we jump down to verse 25 of Hebrews chapter 11, it goes hand in hand here with verse 24. We know that he could not identify both as an Israelite and an Egyptian, but rather he had to choose. And a verse that immediately comes to my mind is Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, where Jesus, there in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, he says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and he will love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and this world. And so I would say that probably according to our world, he made a choice that made no sense to them. He made, probably in their eyes, the wrong choice. Surely Moses would, would want pleasure and power and all these different things like that over everything else. And But we, you and I know that when we look at Moses, Moses wanted faithfulness to God above all else. And what a lesson for us today as well. We have every day the opportunity to choose the pleasure or to choose the power or to choose basically the world and everything in it over being faithful and serving God. Um, but we, as you and I know, we ought to be faithful to God and choose faithfulness above everything else. And then you go to verse 26. You can focus in there on the last part of that verse. Um, how often do we do this? How, how often do we lose sight of, of kind of what we're doing and why we are why we're doing what we're doing at all. I guess you could say verse 26 says, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. How often do we lose sight of that? How often do we lose sight of really why we're on this earth and what our goal is in life? But Moses didn't forget. He knew what his goal was in life, and he was going to fulfill that goal regardless of what it is uh, that came around him in his life. Yeah, you know, when we were talking about Moses, you know, truly, especially coming out of the Old Testament, Moses is one of my favorite characters to study. Right. And I think um, a lot of it is because he's in some ways so relatable. Now, hear me out for a second. Obviously, none of us are trying to lead a great nation out of captivity <laughs> sure. in Egypt and all that. But he's re he's relatable in the sense of, and I think a lot of it is because we know so much about Moses, so much is recorded about 
about him. And of course we'll get into more of that uh, here in a few minutes. Um, but we see almost everything that goes on in Moses' life, everything from his, you know, his triumphs to the trials. And we see that, and I think it's especially defined here as we see there in verse 25, his choices. Mm -hmm. And just like with us, Moses was defined by his choices. And I think that's pretty evident in the fact that this is, it pretty much said that is why he's in Hebrews 11 is because he made the choice. Right. Moses made the choice. And just like with him, we also are, are going to be forced to make that choice. And that's the same choice that we have to make each and every day. Am I going to go, as you said, am I going to go the world's way or am I going to go God's way? And as we talked about in previous episodes also, just think how um, lonely that choice could have maybe felt at the time. Sure. When Moses gave all that up, really the only thing he knew at the time in those riches and the, in the passing pleasures of sin. I just love the way that's worded, mm -hmm. uh, the, how the Hebrew writer uh, wrote it down here, but to refusing to enjoy those passing pleasures of sin, but rather suffering affliction with the people of God. And that choice, again, to, to the average person in the world, that would seem kind of like a foolish decision, right? Like, what, what are you doing? Right. You know, you had everything you could ever want, but yet what did he do? He looked to the reward, you know, and that's the same thing we can do, right? We can get through this world and we can overlook the tough times and we can make those tough decisions because we can also look to that reward. I think about John chapter 14, you know, in verses one through three, when Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go and prepare a place, and I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive to myself that where I am, there you may be also. See, Jesus here promises a reward for the faithful. And so we must look to that reward. And that's really the only way we can get through this life. We must keep our um, eye on the prize, look past the things of this world, and focus on that great reward uh, that comes to those who, who are faithful. Well, that's exactly right. And I think it's so important to remember Moses, um, like you said, he, he was focused. He, he didn't allow things to, I guess, since we kind of say he had his blinders on, he wasn't allowing different things to distract him or to get him down, but he knew his goal in life and he was focused on, he was going to get to that goal no matter what it took. Um, if you keep going down in, in Hebrews chapter 11, you go to verse 27, the Bible tells us that he, that he actually left here. He actually left twice. He left Egypt twice. First, he fled to Midian after he'd killed the, the Egyptians, so he fled Egypt once. But then the second time was he left at the beginning of the Exodus. Whenever, after the ten plagues had happened, all the children of Israel were leaving, he left Israel, or he left, he left Egypt twice. Um, but I think it's so important to note that just like his parents, he didn't fear the earthly king. In Exodus chapter 14 and verse 15, the Bible says, Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people, and they said, why have we done this that we have let Israel go from serving us? And so evidently they were mad. They were, they were, they were distraught. They were upset at what had happened. And yet Moses still chose to trust in his protector instead of fearing the Pharaoh. And so I think that's so important to remember. He knew who was ultimately going to protect him, whatever, regardless of whatever was going to happen to him in life. And you're going to see that as you go, into, especially you think about verse 28, talks about the Passover, how they had to use the blood of that lamb on the doorpost, and it was a sign if the blood was there, um, death wasn't going to come on that family. And so and talking about he and really they, the children of Israel, had to have that faith in God because God promised he was going to deliver them. And so I think it's so important. But again, I think right here you can also see the, the faith in action here. That God told him, look, this is something that you have to do. You have to put that blood on that uh, on the doorpost. And if you don't do that, then the firstborn of your family will die also. So he told them they had faith in God, but they had to act on that faith in order for them to 
to have salvation in a sense brought to them in order for them to get get out of that uh, sticky uh, situation. Yeah, again, and as we mentioned with everybody we're talking about, it's a faith that requires action. Right. And again, just like we had with previous individuals, and we'll talk about some more, but here with Moses, it was faith, you know, by faith, and it's followed up with action. And so, again, as we mentioned, faith is useless if there's not action to follow it. And without obedience, you know, our faith is really, really pointless. And so, if, as you said, with the Passover, if they didn't do exactly what God wanted them to do, you know, he would not pass over them. Right. Right. And so, therefore, um, God has a standard, and it's our job to be able to, to try and follow that standard, you know, as best as we can. Exactly. You go to verse 29. Um, in Hebrews chapter 11, talks about the parting of the Red Sea, probably one of the greatest events that has ever happened in the history of the world. Um, they're facing this giant sea, this great sea. Um, the Egyptian army is on their backs. They can't go anywhere. And yet they had great faith in God that he was going to get them through. And Moses had great faith in God that he was going to get them through. And we know that the Red Sea parted. They walked across on dry ground. The Egyptian army ran after them, and the arm, the water swallowed up the army, and they were saved in that instance. So a couple of things, and I know there's so much in, <laughs> in this passage that we could draw um, different application and, and conclusions from, but just a couple of things that I want to pull out um, from this, and Ben, maybe you've got a couple others. But the first thing I want to look at is, is this idea that Moses didn't fear the earthly ruler. Both he and his parents didn't fear what was going to happen to them. It didn't matter to them what was going to happen to them. All they knew was that they were going to obey God. And it takes me back to the first century Christians. Whenever the, pers- they, the, the persecutions, the death that they faced simply because they were Christians, simply because they obeyed God. And yet that famous verse out of Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And I know we know that verse. I know we've read it. I know we've studied it. And yet I think so often we don't really take it to heart in the sense that they said in the in the fa- they were facing a beating literally in the face and they said we're going to obey God rather than what you tell us to do and what faith it takes to do that you know uh, what faith it took for the first century Christians to to go through all the persecutions that they had to endure you know what do we do when our government tells us to do things that we know that we ought not to do and obviously we're not we're not at that point yet but per- should our government ever get to that point in life you know, what are we going to do if our, if our government tells us to do things that are not in line with the word of God? What about our bosses or our teachers? And, you know, for, for young people out there, what if your parents tell you to do things that are not in line with the word of God? What, where does our allegiance lie in this life? Is it, is it with, with, with earthly individuals or is it with God who created the earthly individuals? Um, I think about Matthew chapter 10 and verse 28 where um, Jesus there says, do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And so, you know, we might fear what will happen to us in this life, um, but we must fear our creator even more and what will happen to us after this life. And that's the most important thing. If we don't obey him, then we're going to face consequences after uh, this life is over. And we certainly don't want to have to do that. Yeah, and you know, mentioning how you know Moses can be, you know, so relatable. Like I said, if you you know scale it back a little bit, um, but just think about each each time you know God confronted Moses with a task. We see you know first when he appears to him in the burning bush. There's this phenomenon that obviously you never seen anything like that before. Right. And of course, when 
uh, and then we can get to where God's telling Moses to go to Egypt. He makes excuses, but how many times do we do that as well? Mm-hmm. And so that it's kind of that thought of what I'm thinking. He he's relatable in the sense of you know many times we're asked to do things, we just make excuses because we don't think we're up for the challenge. But God is telling us that we are. He's given us everything that we need to know to be able to do His will. But then you see Him going to Egypt, and then you know bringing the uh, the ten plagues to Egypt. And each each time this is happening, I think each of these things is you know increasing his confidence and in and in, in that sense increasing his faith and then you get to the the red sea as you said well, what a sight that would have been right. to see that the the sea parted like that and the egyptians being being held off and then eventually as they pass through but i think each of these things that uh they were able to accomplish obviously through uh with god's help and you know through god's hand acting on that situation it, it increased their confidence and in turn increased their faith and eventually you you can't help but think it doesn't mean that they were without fault. Obviously, we've seen. Well, you could look at many things that the Israelites and, and Moses included did that were not with in line with what God would want to do. <laughs> right. But you can see each of these instances would eventually, you know, just more so strengthen their faith, strengthen their confidence. And then I think of Hebrews thirteen and verse six, where the Hebrew writer here is quoting the Psalm. Psalm is saying that we can boldly say, "The Lord is my helper; I will not fear. What can man do to me?" And I think if we actually take a second to step back and look around us and maybe reflect on our life and, and think about maybe the things that we've prayed about or thought about and see how many times that, you know, those prayers have been answered. I think we'd be surprised. And if we're really focusing on those times and think about how much that increases our faith, that where uh, we can return and boldly appear before you know, the throne of grace, right? right? As we see also in Hebrews. And so each of these things that God does for us increases our confidence. And then also think about um, Moses, you know, and thinking, making that choice, overlooking this world and looking forward to the reward. I like what it says there in verse, I think it's 26, but esteeming the reproach of mm-hmm. Christ, greater riches. You know, that reward that's waiting for us is greater than anything that we could ever see in this earth. And I think on the, you know, likewise, the, the punishment that we uh, may encounter in eternity would be worse than anything that we could go through in this is earth. So Moses, um, I think knew that the consequences, whether good or bad, far outweighed anything that we could go through this, this earth. And I think of what, what Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three that, you know, in Jesus, in me, you may have peace that in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, Jesus, he conquered death. He came to the world, lived the perfect life and he uh, was crucified for us, but he conquered that death and raising from the dead to be the savior for all so that we can uh, one day obtain that reward. But that only way that we can obtain it is simply what we've been talking about, and that is by faith. You're exactly right. I think you could even go, when you look at Hebrews chapter 13, you can go back to verse 5, where he says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That promise there can then allow ourselves to, as verse 6 says, be bold about it. The fact that God has promised to be with us, we can be bold about everything that we do, in Christianity, and I think that's kind of something that's lost on on people today, the idea of being bold as a Christian. You know, we have to be willing to stand up for what's right and defend our faith and do the right thing, even when no one else will. Um, and even when the people around us might end up, you know, even though there may be end up bad consequences coming because of what we've said, we still have to be bold regardless of what's going to happen to us. The second thing that I want to mention from the many, many verses that are mentioned here in, in about Moses in Hebrews 11 is this idea of that they were surrounded by bad situations constantly. 
And yet Moses still put his faith in God. And I think oftentimes we find ourselves in very dark and discouraging situations. A lot of times, or maybe not a lot of times, but sometimes, um, things around us seem lost and seem hopeless. We can look at our world today, our society, and we can see how lost people are, how, um, how out of touch with, with, with the Bible and with God people are. You could look back at last year, you could look at 2020 and how all of these, all of those crazy things happened. You can look at the tornadoes and you can look at COVID and the pandemic that it brought. You can look at the hurricanes, the flooding, the fires, all of these different things that happened in the year 2020. And, you know, when all of those kinds of things happen, you know, who do we look to when everything around us seems so lost? Well, you and I know that we ought to look at the one who can ultimately save us. And we think about Moses, he didn't try to take things into his own hands. Obviously he did, you know, later on in life and it eventually cost him going to the promised land. But at the time he was going to put his faith in God. He wasn't going to try, try to take hold of the situation, but rather he was going to put his faith in God. He was not going to allow himself to to be wrapped up in everything that's going on around him. He didn't go to earthly men. He didn't go to these different, these different outlets in life, but rather he went to his creator with his faith. Um, and that's why he was able to survive through all of those and in those different situations and endure through all those difficult times. And that's something that we can take to heart when we go through different difficult times in life. Look to our creator, look to our God in heaven, read his word, talk to him through prayer, and he's going to help us get through these difficult situations. And I know there's so much more that we could talk about. We simply just don't have time. But what an example of having faith in God, even when things around him were not what they needed to be, Moses still uh, put his faith in God, regardless of what is going to happen. Yeah, I think about just that, like you said, the great example he is for us. I think about Deuteronomy 34, verse 10, where you know God says that, since then there's not arisen another prophet like Moses, whom right. I knew face to face. And you just think about the great um, significance Moses had um, on this, on this earth, uh, to be able to, for God to say that about him, I think this goes to show of his, his character. And, you know, as we're talking about his, his faith, man, as we've talked about, it doesn't mean he was perfect. Obviously we can look at many. And I think that's another reason why I think he's relatable because we see all of his, like I said, triumphs and his successes, but also his shortcomings and right. failures. Uh, and of course, so we can see how you can still move past, you know, some mistakes that you make, but all of this ultimately, like you said, strengthened his, his faith, all these situations, and because he turned uh, to the creator. And I think about James chapter one and what, what James is telling us, you know, to count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Right. And he tells us why, because that testing of your faith produces patience. patience. So these trials, these difficult times, that's how we grow. Yeah. Man. That is how we grow. And so and I think, you know, we talk a lot about perspective. And I think maybe if we look at our difficult times with that kind of perspective that, hey, I'm going to be better because of this, I think we can certainly grow and increase our faith just like uh, Moses was able to do here. Yeah, exactly. I think it only solidified his faith. Like you mentioned, it strengthened his faith in God. And so I guess the question kind of is for us, you know, what do we do when our faith is tried by fire? What do we do when we go through those difficult times and those trying times and the trials in life? What happens to our faith? Does it melt? Or is it forged? I think that's something that we need to take into consideration when we go through these difficult times, because we will go through difficult times. I mean, last year was a perfect example of going through difficult times. But when trials hit, what happens to our faith? Is it, is it, does it melt or is it forged? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com.
Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.